0: This is David Jones, play Billy the Blue Power Ranger on the original Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, and you're listening to The Atomic Podcast.
1: Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. My guest today, he's a producer and he's an actor, and you probably know him best as Billy Cranston from the Power Rangers series. Ladies and gentlemen, David Yost. David, how are you? I'm doing well.
0: Thank you for having me on
1: today. Uh, Thank you, man. I know we've been playing phone tag, and I'm glad I got to talk to you um, tonight. And how's everything in La La Land, L.A.?
0: It's going, uh, very well. Um, just the weather's a little bit cold, but other than that, we're
1: doing good here. That's great. That's great, man. Um, first of all, just, um, take me back, man. How did, um, this whole entertainment career started off for you? Like, um, what was your first footing into the entertainment field? Well, I, I think, like, it goes all the way back to being about seven years old when I
0: was in the second grade and I played, uh, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs for our second grade talent show and uh, when I was playing that character they left me on stage by myself singing uh, hi ho hi ho whatever it was <laughs> ago. Um, yeah. and I just remember the whole school laughing at me and just in that moment I knew oh this is what I want to do this is a lot of fun when people laugh so um, that was sort of what got me started into acting and ever since then I just continued to do plays all through high school and I took acting classes and um went to college and continued on doing theater there and then i decided after college that i wanted to move to los angeles to begin after and i did and i was in town for about three months and i landed the role of billy the blue ranger on the power rangers
1: wow so um um, what what college did you go to what 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 college did you go to
0: Uh, i went to a private uh, church college in iowa uh, called Graceland
1: University, mm-hmm. and so I was there for four years. And after living in Iowa for so long, I uh, wanted greener pastures in California. Uh, and then I'm um, going to California. Was it really intimidating? Because you know everybody has high hopes and dreams of you know being in an entertainment field. How was it when you got there? Um, I just think that I was super naive and just didn't ever contemplate any of that stuff. Um, I just was very determined, and in my head, I knew this is
0: what I wanted to do, and I I think when I got to Los Angeles, I was extremely focused, and I would do, I was doing whatever it would take to uh, make things happen. So, um, you know, they tell you not to do things, like show up at casting director's offices, and and things like that. Um, So, I wouldn't necessarily do that. Every now and then, I would stop by a casting director's office to drop off my picture, um, but I, I would make creative envelopes, uh, to get their attention, um, so that, cause they get thousands and thousands of submissions of people's headshots and all that, so I had to think of a creative way to make sure that mine stood out, and so I would decorate the envelopes in a really creative, like, um, collage type way, uh, and I think that helped me a lot, um, so, but just when I got here, I was
1: just very focused, I think more so than most people. Um, and
0: I think that's that's what helped me get to
1: where I got. Uh, before um, um, getting the role of um, Billy Cranston, um, did you do like any commercials or anything? I've done some other stuff here in LA, uh, like some
0: non-union commercials, um, like educational videos, and i trying to think of what else, but just some other things that, you know, I don't really know whatever became of them. Yeah. But uh, Power Rangers was obviously the very first
1: big success that I had. Oh, so tell me, let's take take me back. You know, I'm sure you remember this. Um, how did you, you know, find out about the auditions? And um, th- is it something you wanted to do, or you know, was it something out of random? Like, all right, you know, let me try out for this role. Like, take take me back. So I mean.
0: Los Angeles and in New York City, they have something called Backstage, in L.A. it's called
1: Backstage West. Yeah, yeah. And it used to be, like, a, a newspaper, and that would come out once a week, and it would
0: have all the open casting calls going on in the city. Uh, some of them were union, some of them were non-union, and I just remember seeing a, uh, a casting call in there, and I fit one of the character breakdowns. At the time, it was the character Victor, which ended up being the Red Ranger. Wow. And they ended up changing his name to Jason, but I... I fit that character description. So I went in and read for that character, and I had three auditions for that. Um, And I realized I probably wasn't going to get that role uh, because I could see what direction they were leading for that. And so I begged the casting director and the producers to let me read for the role of Billy. And uh, they were kind of hesitant at first, but I begged and begged and persisted. And uh, eventually they let me read for it. And they liked what I did, so they called me back, and then I had five auditions for the role of Billy. So this this was over the course of about six to eight weeks that all these auditions were going on, and with each audition, they would narrow it down and narrow it down and cut, you know, cut people until they had um, pretty close to
1: about a hundred people, I would say. Yeah. About twenty for each role, and then we. Uh, we
0: had to do like a physical audition where we, if you were a gymnast, a martial artist, or a dancer, you kind of had to do like a little quick thing so they could see your physical abilities. And since I was a competitive gymnast, um, I just flipped around uh, in front of everybody and that, that kind of helped me. And then they narrowed it down to three, three different types of cap uh, for the, the group. At the time, it wasn't called Power Rangers, it was called Dino Rangers. Oh, so they had three separate casts that they took to the studio, or the network. Um, at the time, it was Fox. And uh, so we went before the uh, network, and they did a cast A, cast B, cast C. And the network decided which cast it was going to be, and I was just uh, in the lucky cast.
1: Oh, wow. So you was, you was always athletic, too, even when you was younger? You was always like a gymnast?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was a competitive gymnast growing up most of my my life. Uh, so that was just something that came naturally to me. Uh, I was very hyperactive, and I bounced around a lot. <laughs> one, of my, one of my gym teachers suggested to my parents that they put me in gymnastics because I seemed to pick things up pretty quick. And so my parents uh, ended up getting me in gymnastics. And, you know, I taught myself a lot of flips. Like, my gymnastic coaches were always kind of surprised, like, I would watch somebody do something, and in my head I'd be like, okay, I want to I wanna be able to do that, and I would teach myself how to do it. So, um, I don't know, it was just something that came naturally
1: to me, and I, I enjoyed it at that time in my life. Oh. So you said you was originally going to play the Red Ranger then, right? It was originally Victor, then they changed it to Jason? I
0: wasn't originally going to play that role. No, never. No?
1: I auditioned for that oh, role. Oh, you auditioned yeah. for that role? Okay. Okay. Um. um, Is it a role like you wish you would have gotten, or you was fine with playing the character you you played?
0: Yeah, I mean, the way that the cards are dealt, sometimes in life, uh, I'm actually more grateful to have played Billy the Blue Ranger than any other character. I I wouldn't want to play any other character. For me, Billy was the most challenging in terms of acting, and that's why I moved to Los Angeles was to be an actor. I was so different from my character. Um, I'm not super intelligent. I, you know, I didn't have a lot of the issues that Billy had. So um, it was fun to actually play a character. And then over the course of my years on the show and the 200 episodes that I did, um, I really uh, got to help my character grow and change and become a, a young man in a different way. So, um, I don't know, all in all, I just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the role that I got to play
1: yeah you know and you know you you played um power rangers from you know the movie i i, I believe it went up to Zeo. you was involved in right yeah correct You're correct and um um which i, I guess at, at that time which incarnation did you prefer or it didn't really matter like did you prefer the zeal rangers or the power rangers your original or i mean it all is i
0: enjoy all of it because it's all you know something different as an actor, but I mean, the first the first cast and the first season will always have the most uh, I'm trying to think of the word that I want to use, but it'll mean the most to me, and it's the one that I hold the closest to my heart, just because as a cast, we went through so much together, through the audition process and then going into filming the original pilot, and then going to series, and we just got to um, grow together and experience fame together, and be part of a show um, that had a lot of success and every kid wanted to have our toy at Christmas time. I mean, we just um, all got to experience that together. So, you know, the original cast will always mean the most to me. And that's when I think back on Power Range, that's what I think of the most. But obviously as the show went on and characters swapped out and new characters came in, I mean, it was just as fun to work with those people too. And it added a new dynamic. To uh, work and to the characters and all that. So that was fun as an actor because you get to work with different people. So, um, I mean, it's all good. Um, and, but in the end,
1: MNPR, season one and a half, uh, will always uh, have the best place in my heart. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, you guys all became like megastars overnight because Power Rangers was, you know, I, I believe it's it's still huge, you know, especially now with the new movie coming out. But Power Rangers, you know, it's like every every generation now people, you know, from ABC to to what is it? Um, I think it's on Nickelodeon now in some places like it's everywhere and it's huge video games, books, you know, you're forever going to be in, in, you know, and as an action figure and, 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 and a video game character, like, at first, how did you deal with all that fame and the, the, the fans? Like, was it too overwhelming for you?
0: Uh, I don't know that it's ever been overwhelming. It's um, obviously something that you sign up for yeah, and that you kind of hope for as an actor. I mean, it's just, you know, it's part of the job and if you can't handle it, then obviously you shouldn't be in it, but... Um you know, it's exciting and uh, it's, it's part of the job. I mean, what's so awesome is that here I am 20-some years later and people still want to talk to me about Power Rangers. It's really crazy. And and what's uh, been so great over the years is that we, we get to hear so many stories about how Power Rangers has influenced so many people's lives and um, helped shape them to be better people and how our characters kept so many people out of trouble, I mean, I hear that story so much, like, uh, people that were growing up in, like, you know, I guess less than
1: desirable neighborhoods where other people were getting involved in gangs and doing drugs and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm.
0: uh, I hear so many people tell me, like, you know, well, when all that stuff would come up and people would want me to be involved in their gang or they would want me to do drugs, I would just think to myself, well, what would the Power Rangers do? The Power Rangers would never do And so that's what kept me straight, and that's why I got involved in martial arts and that's why I became a gymnast and that's why I got involved in my community and I wanted to change things and make things better. So to to be able to hear stories like that over and over and over again, it's pretty awesome. Um, Because when when we started this show, we never in a million years would have thought the TV show would have that kind of an impact on people. I don't think we, anybody could have predicted that it would have that. And so that it's had this legacy for 20-some years um, is really amazing, and it's extremely humbling. And, I mean, I'm so honored, uh, you know, to hear stories from so many people. It's, it's truly
1: awesome. Yeah. You know, something is huge, like, a you know, they have Star Trek conventions when there's a Morphicon convention where it's just a convention about Power Rangers. That's when you know you're, like, you know, right up there, you know, with, like, you know, comparing the Star Trek and Star Wars, you know. And people might say, I'm crazy, but it's, you know, it's, Power Rangers is, you know, they have a movie coming out. And you guys already had movies, you know, out. And, you know, your shows are all on all the time. Every season is different You know, they always switch up every season. It's almost like, I like to call it the show like Madonna. You know, Madonna switches up and so does Power Rangers. So it's, it is, it's similar to Madonna, you know, because they're always evolving. Um, What is your most marked characteristic about yourself, um, David? What is my what? Your most marked characteristic about yourself.
0: I don't understand the my most
1: marked Yeah, like, are you very outgoing? Are you very shy? Like, what is your most smart character? Are you're witty. Like, <laughs> gee, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm <laughs>
0: outgoing at times. I'm definitely shy at times. Yeah. And uh, I do have a really dry sense of humor. Oh. Uh. Um, so, I mean, I guess those are those would be my characteristics. I. I don't know I haven't
1: really ever thought about that. Oh, so you you have like that letterman type humor, like that like that wit? I would say very very much so, yes. Ah, okay, okay. I got got gotcha. you. Very dry, very uh, to
0: the point. Um I
1: don't know. Like, <laughs> <type of> <laughs> like like very methodical, right? <laughs> In some ways, yeah. <laughs> um um what what would you do if you couldn't be acting? Like, you know, what, what, like, did you had a, did you had a plan B if the acting didn't work out? Um, I mean, I think that's why I went to college
0: to begin with. I mean, I always wanted to be an actor, but I thought I need the, I need to make sure that I have some kind of a backup plan. And I thought it was important to really have a degree,
1: mm-hmm. um, before I really moved to LA and pursued this.
0: So, um, yeah, there wasn't a true backup plan, um but I would have found something. I mean, I've always been attracted to real estate. Um, I probably would have made a really good lawyer. Um, so, I mean, I, I would have found something to do, but uh, I definitely always wanted to work in the entertainment industry. My degree was in communications with the mass media. So, you know, I would have worked on some level, I think, in the entertainment industry. But being in front of the camera was always what, I wanted to do and so I was very thankful to start off that way and then eventually I did
1: start producing and working behind the camera as well so um, I, I like it all and I've done it all and uh, I enjoy it all yeah Um. when you left uh, Power Rangers Zeo um, when you left that whole season um, did you feel like did you feel that um, you was going to do something else or was it time for you to go? well I mean
0: I wanted to move on and do things to do other things obviously yes but um, what I was just going through personally was kind of got in the way of me really I don't know pursuing what what was maybe best for me or pursuing other jobs on a good healthy level Mm -hmm. unfortunately I just wasn't I wasn't in the place because I was struggling so hard with my sexuality and where I was with that Um, it really conflicted me greatly and uh, you know, I just wasn't in a a good, happy space where I could really be out, you know, pursuing my career. So I just kinda became reclusive and kept to myself and didn't let people know the things that I was doing in terms of like meeting with people about praying the gay away and doing whatever
1: I could do to not be gay. Yeah, um, I really didn't want I didn't want people to know what I was doing. Even my closest friends, like my good friends from college um you know I, I wasn't really sharing any information with them either Well, wow, so basically like even the cast didn't know you was gay like you kept your personal life personal right it was just like business on set oh yeah
0: i mean yeah i mean there was always you know people probably people definitely suspected that i was gay but i never once ever told anybody or confirmed with anybody that i was gay uh, in terms of my cast members or anybody that worked on the production yeah. so um You know, that was all kept to myself until uh, I had my nervous breakdown. And then even a couple of years after that, I didn't really, you know, tell too many people flat out. So it it took me a while, even like with my parents, even though they might have suspected what was going on and never told them until like a year after I had my nervous breakdown.
1: Wow. Um do you think um like now let's say if Power Rangers like if you was involved in the cast now as, you know, you know um being gay it's like totally accepted now and it's totally the norm because now, you know, there's, you know, like there's so many barriers being broken, you know, people, you know, say Ellen broke the barriers and stuff like that. You think if Power Rangers came out now, you think you would have came out like, if you was if, if it was in this era now, in 2016, and you was involved in Power Rangers, you think you would have already been came out because this was so much more accepting now? Um,
0: I probably would have come out. I don't know, you know, we are living, obviously, in a more accepting
1: society yeah. and stuff like that, but I still don't know. It's still it's still something that you have to weigh
0: out career-wise in terms of Hollywood because your chances still or slim, if you say, I'm gay, of really having a, a good, long career. So, um, you know, there, there are a few people that have broken the barrier and that continue to work, and that's awesome, and I want more people to be that way. Um, but I guess if I was on the show now and uh, I was going through what I was going through back then, uh, I definitely would have just stood up and said, yes, I'm gay, if you have a problem with it, I'm sorry, kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you know you have a lot of stars like Matt Boomer, um, Wentworth Miller. There's a lot of you know stars who are out now, and people don't care because you know it's a, it's about the roles that they have. So being gay is kind of secondary now. But um, back then, um, how was it? You know, dealing with um, like 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 the higher ups. You know, um, they they did they suspect? Did they know? Or there was just like um, you know, like did they tell you anything or?
0: Well, uh, they didn't tell me anything per se, but, I mean, there was a producer that definitely uh, was questioning other people about me and saying things about me. Um,
1: There was a couple. uh, Mm
0: -hmm. And, you know, there was rumors around set, and I would hear things said about me, and, uh, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't great to to have to go to work and to hear certain things like that. I mean, nobody else's sexuality was being questioned. Mm -hmm. Nobody else was uh, being brought in to a producer's office and being asked if so and so having sex blah 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 or you know it, it just it, it was a cra- it, in the 90s you know this was not was yeah. not acceptable to be gay and yeah. I mean I'm sure I don't know 100% but I'm sure there was definitely discussions like if one of our lead actors is gay and that's cut out to the world uh, our show could be in jeopardy yeah. because you know people don't want a superhero especially
1: for their kids to be gay yeah
0: so it, yeah. Um, I'm sure there was definitely
1: discussions like that yeah it's so funny how like you said the 90s and like 2016 is just you know it, it seems like it was yesterday but you know times and, and 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 you know situations were so different back then so it's just it's just crazy that you say that, because it's true. Because if this was now, everybody's accepting now, let's have a gay hero, you know, let's have a lesbian hero, you know, let's, let's 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 represent old cultures now. They do that in comic books now, and, you know, it's so much, I think, more accepting now than it was back then. But I think, you know, you're definitely right about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you also was a producer. You've, you've done um, the Mary Kay Letourneau story. I think I remember that. I was with Penelope Ann Miller, right? I believe, yes yeah I to
0: that
1: to yeah um how did yeah, you I did. I did. how did you get involved in producing and like how from acting how did you went to producer how did that come about well uh, I had moved to Mexico for about a year and when I
0: came back i just started i just
1: wanted to start working and I wanted to be involved in the entertainment industry somehow mm-hmm. i just uh,
0: you know started Handing out my resume to a bunch of different production companies, and eventually I landed at a production company at the time that was called uh, Rocket Science. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, just started working for them as a production assistant. I mean, I would have to get everybody's coffee in the morning. I mean, do some really humiliating things. No. Um, but I started at the bottom, just like everybody else does. Um, I think though so again because I'm, I'm a focused person when I want to be. I was focused, and I just wanted to kind of move up the production ladder as quickly as possible, Um, and I did. I mean, I started becoming an associate producer, a production manager, it just depended on whatever the show was, and I got to work on a lot of reality shows, like you mentioned, the Mary Kay Letourne story, I worked on several, those are like movies of the week type shows. Mm -hmm. Um, I did those, and um, eventually ended up working on some scripted comedies, so I... I've had a lot of uh, fun, and i have getting to work with a lot of amazing people
1: on the production model. You oh. he was also involved in Um Temptation Island, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I know. <laughs> That's a good thing, but I mean, it's a horrible concept in my mind. <laughs> um,
1: it was so I, popular, though. You know, <laughs>
0: I mean it was very popular, but I mean to take. Four couples that are in a committed relationship <laughs> and try to destroy that relationship. I mean, that's the basis of the show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: it's pretty
1: sick. But yes, I was involved with in that. <laughs> who, who? How, I don't know if you remember back. There was a while ago, but who thought of that? And how did that come? Do you know like the whole situation with that? Like, how did that come about? I mean, I, I
0: don't know who came up with the concept at all. Uh, I don't know if it was the network pitched it time or if it was actually pitched by one of the producers at the production company I was working for but um you know I think people are just always trying to push the boundaries and trying to make reality TV um as juicy and uh fallacious as possible and that certainly delivered um and I mean it was a lot of fun to film and everybody all the uh the four couples were really nice people and all the single guys and girls were really nice people so um it was quite the experience, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know came up with the concept.
1: Well, cause, you know, if you think about it now, cause they have dating naked, and they have naked and afraid, Sensation Island was pretty much, well, nobody was really naked, but it was like, kind of like the embryonic stages for like the Bachelorette and all that type of shows, right? I mm-hmm. think it was- Yeah, out- for all that stuff, I think it probably
0: was like the groundbreaker for all the reality dating type shows that we see these days.
1: Yeah. um, Are you doing any um acting now? Are you still acting in, in, in anything? I mean, I do act here and there. Um, but right
0: now, I am working on... You know, I'm involved with the project that a lot of other former power rangers are involved with and movie called The
1: Order. Yeah, can you um, talk about that or no? Yeah, I think I can. Okay. Uh, I will. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'll say as much as I think I can say. Okay. Um, you know, it's just... Uh,
0: I'll describe it as a movie about, I mean, they say order versus chaos, I say good versus evil, um, and it's not that the other people are evil, they just get, um, uh, choose the wrong path, I guess. Yeah. So, it's like, they're pitting, it's pitting one group against the other group, when we all used to be one solid group. So, um, I don't know, it's definitely an interesting, uh, concept, and hopefully, uh, fans and new fans will like it. Um, it's a lot of fun to be involved with it and to get to work with some of my old co-stars in a whole different light because it has nothing to do with Power Rangers. It, it's totally different and characters that have nothing to do with our other characters. Um, so, I don't know, hopefully fans will just like be excited to see a good action film and to see us playing different roles than,
1: you know, the way that they hold us in terms of heroes that we were on Power Rangers. Oh um how many there's a, a lot of ex Power Rangers on that on that um film. Do you know exactly the amount? Uh I wanna say
0: eighteen, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um which is a lot <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean it's definitely
1: a lot. So uh, you know, I'm just playing various different roles. So but in terms of the core I'll just leave it at 18, I would say. 18, all right. And, it's, and, and what is it? Is it like a Kickstarter thing, or is it Indiegogo? Yeah, I mean, we yeah. filmed the script. The
0: script is written and all that kind of stuff. And we filmed a, a trailer. This is a as reel, as they say. And we've released, like, little teaser trailers here and there. Um, but, yes, it is an Indiegogo campaign. And we are trying to raise money uh, to help make the production better. I mean, regardless of what we raised... Uh, we're going to make the film. But the more money that we have, the better the film will be. And we just really want to deliver a really good, solid film to our fan base. We don't want to disappoint them at any level or have them say, oh, that's cheesy. I don't think they will. I think they're going to be really excited with the product that we deliver. So, um, But, you know, we just would appreciate people's help if they're able to. There's no pressure. Um, but any any amount of money is a good amount of money for us.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and the fans will give back, you know, um, same thing, like you have these fan films, like the Star Trek fan films, Star Wars fan films, you know, a lot of people, you know, will definitely put in because they're fans, and, you know, people love the Power Rangers, and I guess anything you guys are involved in, you know, pe- you have a huge following, people will follow you, that's the thing about loyalty and fans, like, they'll, they're always going to be loyal to you, you know, for, you know, Power Rangers is either, you know, they grew up with Power Rangers as part of their childhood and they're going to follow you, you know?
0: Yep. We're very very lucky, we are very humble, and we are very grateful to the fan base that we we do have because, I mean, you guys, if you're listening, you're so amazing and you're so loyal and you've been nothing but generous and great to us and you give us all of yourselves, uh, your love, your respect, I mean, I just, you give us so much, and so, like, uh, my heart always gets so overwhelmed when I go to cons, and I get to meet so many of you, and um, the way that you guys support us is just amazing. Like, you always tell us how much we've done for you guys, but you do so much for us in terms of just, like, you know, keeping us. At a, at a certain level, you like make us be better people because
1: we do not want to disappoint you on any level. So it's, it's truly awesome. Yeah, and that's very cool for you to say. That's very cool for you to say. Um, a couple, um, couple more questions winding down. Um, any funny onset stories that you can say? It could be rated PG, it could be rated R, NC seventeen. Any funny onset bloopers? <laughs> you, <laughs> can w- yeah, you can say
0: Seventeen, huh? Yeah, you can.
1: Yeah, you you can say you can say. Uh, I don't you, think I don't think there's
0: any MC-17 reasons, <laughs> Uh unfortunately. But, I mean, you know, we had a lot of fun on set throughout the years, and, um, you know, there's a lot of... Jason David Frank is obviously the biggest prankster out of all of us. But yeah. he's Very funny, and he's very witty. He's probably one of the most intelligent people that I know. Um, and he's just very quick and on his feet, and he's always got uh, a... Uh, I choke up his sleeve or two or three or four so um, you know he's he's always the one I mean he peed on my shoe
1: once what? <laughs> <laughs> Do, details details I want to hear it from the beginning yeah he
0: probably uh, I don't know he'll probably get mad at me no just like uh, you know we would whatever they say cut and then they'd have to reset the lights and all that stuff so we'd run to the bathroom and uh, you know, I would be scanning at urinals, but there's a divider, and you can't really see each other. And then all of a sudden, I look down, and I see, like, I, I didn't know what it was, but eventually I figured out that Jason was purposely peeing on my shoe. So, instead of, instead of in his urinal. So, uh, I don't know. He's just always doing crazy stuff like that. You know, there's the famous story about how he put a
1: fly in my peanut butter and belly sandwich, and I ate the sandwich without knowing the fly was in the sandwich, so. Holy uh, shit, you didn't get pissed off? <laughs> what the
0: no, I mean, because I, I didn't know about it, yeah. I, you know, it didn't phase me, whatever, but had, <laughs> I, had I realized it or seen
1: The Fly, yeah, I probably would
0: have guessed it. But,
1: oh. uh, no, he uh, just always did a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, you know, um, Jason David Frank is like all over the place, you know, and then I think he reprised the Green Ranger in a Bat in the Sun film, so, you know, he's, he's all over. Yep. Yeah. Um. Who is like um um out of all the the cast? You know um who's the one like one person like you're really closest to? I know you're close to everybody, but is there one particular person that's that's almost like your confidant? I mean, uh, probably just I'm really still very close to Amy Jo Johnson and Jason David
0: Frank. Um, mm-hmm. and I just think that's because we were there in the beginning together, and uh, when three of our former cast members left the show, we were still the three originals that were there, and so we always had a really close tight bond. and so um, you know, I'm still very close to them. Obviously, I still uh, see Austin and Walter almost every weekend yeah. uh, at Comic-Con, so I'm very yeah. close to them, and I have so much respect for both of them, so uh, you know, I,
1: I love them all. Yeah, and um, my final question to you, um, David, what would the David of today tell the David of yesterday?
0: Uh, don't care what anybody thinks. Always believe in yourself. Trust yourself, uh, and
1: just do what you want to do. Awesome, um, David, plug anything you you already plugged the order, but plug them again, or unless you have anything else, um, you have coming up. Any conventions? Or? I mean, yeah, I
0: mean, I got lots of conventions coming up. Uh, so I don't know when this will air. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: uh, I'll, be, I'll be appearing in
0: uh, InfinityCon in Lake George, New York, next month in July, and then I'm off to Ecuador, and I'll be at Power Morphicon in August. I'll be at Drag, uh, DragonCon in Atlanta, Georgia later in the year. Um, I'll I'll be around in another show in New York City um, uh, later on this year as well. So... Um, Just look for me and look on my social media sites. Uh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is official David Yost. Probably one of the better ways to see what's going on. If you really want to talk to me uh, and you want quick answers, uh, do it on Twitter. Don't do it in the private messages of Twitter. Just do it on Twitter. And I typically uh, enjoy responding to people there uh, just for quick answers, not if you guys write me these like five page page fan letters that I just I read them and I appreciate
1: them I
0: just don't have the time to go through every every paragraph and answer it verbatim for you so uh I apologize for that but um if you keep it short and sweet I will answer
1: you (laughs) um let me let me ask you one more question before I get off with you um what is the weirdest thing you ever got from a fan anything weird,
0: I get a lot of really cool, very uh, thought-out heartfelt gifts. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm really always amazed at some of the stuff I get. Like, some guy gave me a glass, like, beer stein. I don't drink, but it's <laughs> a glass beer stein that has a triceratops, like, etched in it. And I just thought, wow, that's really nice.
1: Oh, and that's cool. People make me amazing fan art, and I love all that,
0: and people have made Uh, I don't know, like personal stamps of a Triceratops and a stamp of Billy and people have made actual Billy dolls and given them to me. I mean, I just get tons of really cool stuff, like stuff for my Morpher and like, uh, you know, like really nice detailed uh, wolf power coins for my Morpher that weren't available before. I think they're available now, but they weren't several years ago, so um, I don't know. I'm always amazed that people go out of their way uh, to make me these amazing gifts and give them to me. And I'm obviously very grateful, and I bring all of them back to my house. I'm getting a big pile going in my spare room.
1: Wow. Um, oh, another question. I just thought of it right now. Before I let you go, um, what are your thoughts on the new Power Ranger movie? And um, did, did you get a call to, to have a cameo in it as of yet, or no call yet? Uh, I did not receive a call,
0: and I doubt I will receive a call because they are done filming.
1: Oh, they are So, uh, I
0: I will not be appearing in the film But um, I'm very, very excited to, to see You know, what they do With the franchise And how they, they're they using the original characters um, The character names, whatever So I'll be really ex- uh, excited To see how uh, The actor, R.J. Filer, plays Billy He and I have, like, sent Little messages back and forth to each other And, um Yeah, he's very excited to be involved, obviously, with Power Rangers, and he's very excited to play the role of Billy, so I'm just, like, I'm very happy for all those actors, and uh, I just hope it's an amazing experience, like it was for the original cast, Um, and, you know, I hope they get to do, like, I don't know, five, six uh, films with Power Rangers, you know, I hope it's a long, lasting thing
1: for them. What do you think about um, Elizabeth Banks as Rita?
0: Um, Obviously, she's an extremely talented actress, and I'm sure she's going to be amazing. I have no worries about that. But I guess for me, my thing was that, you know, Rita was Japanese in the TV show, and I just wish, I just wish, because, you know, minorities do have have to work against so many things in order to get roles. I guess I just wish they would have maybe considered an Asian woman to play Rita. That's all. Yeah. And maybe they did. And I'm sure uh, Elizabeth Banks walked in the room and she just delivered, and they're like, well, we have no choice but to cast Elizabeth Banks. Um, and obviously, she's done other stuff with uh, Lionsgate. So um, she has a good working relationship with them. So, I mean, I'm excited to see the film. I'm excited to see her as Rita. I'm excited to see it all. Um, so
1: can't wait until March of next year, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um David, thank you so much for your time and um um good luck in your future success. Well
0: thank you. Uh I greatly appreciate that. And I hope everybody you finally were able to, to
1: get me on your show. Yeah i nah, no I know finally finally you see um and I it took you it took you several years to finally you, down, kind of like, okay, on your show. you see, it wasn't that bad, right? It wasn't that bad. <laughs> no. uh,
0: it's, a, it's a good lesson in life. You just got to be persistent. And yeah. when you're persistent, you'll eventually
1: probably get what you want. Yep, that's a, that's a good, good model for out there. Persistence always wins at the end. Exactly. If you're sane. <laughs> I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.